Hey guys, and welcome to Wall Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast with myself as ever, Dave Shaw, and of course, Alex Carr. Alex, how are you, my friend? Hello, Mr. Dave. Great to be back, as always. Love, love, love my recurring role here. Always um, a joy. Of course, of course. And guys, I know every week we've been promising we're going to get him. Last week, we were threatening to jump on the high hopes ourselves and get him, <laughs> drag him off and get him. But guys, we've got him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's James Seltzer. James, yes! how are you, buddy? <laughs> we did it. We made it happen. Yes. Finally. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. We, I, I am now considering myself an honorary Brit moving forward. I just want you to absolutely. know. Absolutely. Your passport's in the mail. I'm set. Yeah, I think it's dual citizenship. I think you're right. I think that's all you need. So I'm good. James, Thank man, thank you for coming on. Thank you for making this happen finally. Uh, I'm gonna do the gushing now, right? High Hopes podcast for you guys who don't listen. There's not many of you because I know a lot of you guys who listen to us listen to High Hopes as well. The amount of time to talk about it. Um, James, your, the pod's amazing. I've told Jack when he comes on. You guys just epitomize the Phillies fan base the best for me. You you get it. You both get it. I love how you're at times both very contrasting. You're like one side. You're like you're like a head on our hearts, both of you. Yeah, like sometimes yeah. you're the head, James, and Jack's the heart. You know, we're all in, but you're the one going, hold on, Jack, hold on. <laughs> and it's just the best chemistry. It's the best combination. I've had many happy years listening. Sometimes it's like therapy. The last few, last few years, it's been like therapy <laughs> listening to you guys. I've got so many people and UK fans listening as well, mate. It's The pod is just fantastic, and you two are just complete philly gems i'm not gonna lie um i know i know i'm sucking up badly here guys Hands up. <laughs> i've got to say it because you've got to you've got to tell someone when you appreciate their work you appreciate the work and james you and jack i appreciate your works guys um your, oh your man work, guys. you are so kind way too kind thank you man honestly it's just um i think we're just buddies you know jack and i are, are you know he's one of my best friends and it just, you know, we just kind of get on microphones and talk. And I always think that, you know, I think the thing that blows me away is that because like, it's like just the conversations we would have hanging out yeah. together, working together, whatever, that so many people respond to it is what blows me away. So what you're saying is surreal to me. I appreciate <laughs> it. It's, it will always be surreal to me. Um, but it's also like my favorite thing about it is, is what you're talking about, like the community that we're building, because, you know, look, in Philly, we all know, like, we love the Eagles. The Eagles are great. They're, they're awesome. And that's right. what, you know, most people respond to. But the people who are diehard Philly fans, like, we love that team more than anything else in the world. And it's like a deeper Absolutely. type of love. And I, I love that we've kind of been able to pull those people out and find a way to pull them all together and create this disease group that we have. And to your point, you know, the reason we've been diseased is what we've seen the last few years and the, the, the majority of the history of the franchise. But it's exciting. I think, you know, coming on here is, is part of the sign that things are turning. We're heading in the right direction. Absolutely. Although, although James, it's not because the Phillies are doing well that we've now finally dragged you on. <laughs> but uh, it's, I, it's good to know. I, I, there's nothing wrong with coming on when they're good. I, 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 I had Jack I when we were, when we were out more out fun. So come on, you know. We'll oh my be, gosh, well, that was forever Jack. ago. That's when you need Jack. Jack. Yeah, that's true. Jack's the one. Jack's the one person who's like, ah, oh, it's fine. They'll be fine. Or then he'll start like, talking about prospects, and you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. That was like I'm early. the one who'd be like, yeah, we're screwed. This is tough. <laughs> 
That was like early 2020 when it we was like 2020. Track, right? Oh, wow. Gosh, I can't believe we've been doing this that long. I, I can't believe I just like been lucky enough to keep coming back that long. Ah, it's... Alex, you're actually a regular now. We're, well, what a gush I... fest this is. I love no, it. No, no, hey, 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 you know, love I'm glad we hit the record button so everybody, everybody can kind of see what was. But I'm truly, so used to Jack making fun of me like 90% <laughs> of the pod. This is like great. What this is, is nice. I, and and James, you are you are my age range anyway. So there's going to be no age jokes here, James. I, I love I this. I feel yes. you when he bangs those age jokes out. Yeah, I'm in my daughter's room. Look at this. This is so beautiful. Like, like, by the way, those who can't hey, see. Look at this. Got her stuff. The animals, all this stuff. So yeah, you know, one day Jack. I keep getting the time difference. Of yeah, course, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. Um, I'm gonna pick her up after this. Yeah. James, for those who don't know you as well and don't know mm-hmm. your, your background story, let's, let's get to know James. Let's get to know the man behind the mic. So James, I'm not going to do your age because everyone knows it from high hopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, um, well documented. So when was the first few years that you remember getting into the fills? Uh, so my whole life, obviously, uh, the first so the first things I really remember as a Phillies fan were like 1988 or so, like the end of 87, but 88 is the first year. I remember like going to games with my dad and I remember, you know, story because he was still playing and watching and like watching an older Mike Schmidt but my dad telling me this is the greatest third baseman in the history of the game and telling me about 1980 and you know about Carlton and about that like history and I watched horrible baseball teams like that's what I remember for my first like five six years of my fandom and then out of nowhere in 93 we have that that magical year with the you know, at the time, a bunch of super likable guys, maybe some less likable since, yeah. obviously, but <laughs> yeah. still a lot of great dudes on that team, too. Whoa. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> um, still a lot of great dudes. But at the time, one of the most likable, unexpected, you know, worst to first type teams. And yeah. and that was, you know, a- as a Phillies fan, my whole life who had grown up just with sadness and losing and you know, just this. <laughs> it sounds like horrible- familiar. Yes, right. <laughs> and then that 93 team like showed me how much fun it can be to be a Phillies fan when they're good and to actually have your team be good. And then after that, a bunch more losing and then a real run of fun. Um, but yes, now now more losing. We're hoping that turns around again. But yeah, I would say uh, uh, Schmidt, you know, Mike Schmidt was my favorite player. For I was going to say, who, who were at, the players? When yeah, you were at, but, at, but it, he was also, you know, he retired like a little bit after I really remember watching, but it's more like, him being on the team when I first remember it. And then my dad telling me all the stories about Schmidt and all that, that I was just such a huge Mike Schmidt fan growing up. Um, But like, you know, obviously the 93 team was the first time I had like real, like before that, you know, we had Ricky Jordan and uh, you know, Steve Jeltz and you know, all the, all these dudes who were just Ricky Jordan. We were so excited about, I was like, Ricky Jordan, he's going to be great. And you know, he wasn't, you know, not great, but but, um, that 93 team and you know, yeah, you got Dutch and crack and you know shilling obviously at the time and yeah. the playoffs and all that stuff so um and dykstra obviously at the time um w- was fun to watch so um yeah it was uh it was a tough few years but but 93 definitely spiked it it's, it's like when you talk about mike schmidt on his tail of his career i sort of got into the place 2012 so chase Utley was just starting to go down and all uh, i yeah. hear is the stories of 07 to 07 sure. to- Oh, 12 uh, to 12 when he was in uh, prime. And well, at but- least no one can call you a front runner, right? I mean, 
Right? Certainly like, not. Certainly yeah. not. And now he's moving to London. So that's, uh, that's, I'm really, which is crazy. To. But that's, that's <laughs> like me with 05. Cause when I, cause when I moved over from the UK, I obviously didn't know anything about baseball. I didn't know anything about anything. Um, so kind of coming over and meeting some friends and, you know, the first and second grade, um, who were like, Oh, we, we're playing rec baseball. We're doing this. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to go catch a game. So being equidistant from New York and Philly, I had to pick one. Uh, so I was like, oh, I guess I'll pick these Philly guys. And <laughs> for me, it was, you know, the team was kind of in a very lullish place. And then 07 happened and it was like, oh my gosh, like this team is like, this team's fun. And uh, then 08, and then you kind of get get into that. Uh, I, I guess I kind of was a front runner a little bit, but 08 hadn't happened yet. So, you know, I got in before yeah. it was it yeah. was cool. The young core was like, there, but you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Literally no Phillies fan ever can be called a front runner. You better believe it. You're the Lewis <laughs> franchise in the history of North American sports. Like, there is no such thing as being a front runner if you're a Phillies fan, as the last decade plus has shown. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And even even now, with like there's new fans jumping all the time in the UK, that reaching out, going, look, I'm new to baseball, I'm choosing the Phillies as my team. You know, I they're doing it. well now. Am I a bandwagon? It's such an like, amazing no. thing. It's great though. Like it's it's ever growing. You know, Pasha Young Avenue having that there and they're showing Phil's games all the time every day definitely helps. Huge. Um, Eagles have got a massive fan base here, which also helps because a lot of those fans convert to Phil's as well. And I try and keep them while we're here, but the team don't usually help. Um, but the, the past, I tell you what, the one James, the one thing that's the same to stateside to, to here in the UK and Europe and in the world to every fully fan I meet around the world is is the passion, the passion for the team is is undenying it is exactly the same wherever you go everybody who supports a philadelphia team gets it you know it, when, when no one's half-hearted everyone is all in and you you got to be here to view the games at stupid o'clock in the morning oh my god dude i'm always blown away when i see your tweets and i see <laughs> your stuff i'm just like geez man like that i i grumble about staying up to like 10 30 11 to watch games <laughs> i'm like man dave crushes it with that you know it's it's brutal. It's uh yeah, I watch the <laughs> look like it's brutal. I, the Wednesday, I can only imagine, man. I can only imagine. I've got to be more tactical now. As I get older, I'm I'm starting to struggle a little bit with doing Me too, buddy. night games. Friday nights, I'm usually now or Saturday nights, I'm starting to pick as my uh my nightly games. But as the season goes on, as we're still in the race, it's it's gonna get tougher. It's gonna super already... dedication, man. We're all impressed with your dedication. You get like extra Phillies points. Phillies ah, just... points. <laughs> Dave, those games are gonna start getting really late. Really oh, late. Oh man. If they're going into the postseason. You might have to you might have to do the go to bed early, wake up like like at like three in It'll the be morning. Nocturnal. The morning. Yeah. Oh, That's what yeah. I do for the West Coast games. So if we're yeah. West Coast, I'll go to bed at nine, set my alarm yeah. for free. Got a good six hours sleep. I'm ready to go. Phenomenal. Yeah. I see. That's (laughs) the thing is like when I was younger, I used to be able to get so little sleep and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like now, like I get crushed if I don't sleep. I'm with you, buddy. Exactly. We've got kids, James, you know, exactly. Look after kids after two, three hours. It takes up so much of your energy and, and effort. (laughs) And yeah, I'm very with you, my friend. Right. But I've got guys, I'm looking up flights for, for October wild card wild card divisional um and, and i was working today i tweeted it today a lot of people are like are you sure i'm sure i wow. we just need 
that third place because then we will face either the Brewers or the Cards in the third seed. Yeah. We're, we're going to beat them. I have, I'm so confident. I, come on, Alex. Alex, you said yourself so many times, we're better than the Brewers and the Cards. And we are. We had a better trade than them, a better deadline day than them. We're, we're divisional. I'm telling you, the Phils are getting to the divisionals. If we get in, we're going to the divisionals. And then who knows? It's a complete lottery. But I'm going to be there, guys. I'm going to be wow. at Citizens Bank Park. I'm, I get emotional when I think about it because it's, it's all I want. I just want to wit- witness and experience Red October. And I honestly think on the, on the Thompson, this, this team is so different as we saw today. And, uh, and today, I wasn't going to talk about today, guys. I honestly, honestly thought <laughs> uh, this could be uh, one to forget. But James, he's your man. Nick Castellanos. Ah! Nick August Castellanos. He's back, baby. He's back. Oh, please be back. There's nothing I've ever wanted more, I think, in my history, other than, like, you know, winning World Series and stuff, just for one player to not suck. In my history as a Phillies fan, is Nick Free, just so Jack can shut the hell up. Like I, I need it with all. I used it one time. Like I just, I've never done. Like give me one, one time. I'm like Nick Castellanos, one freaking time. Just like be good, dude. And it was, I mean, to your point, like in classic high ups fashion. I, I thought we were gonna pretend that this just didn't happen. Oh, nothing's happened the except the trade the deadline last. Yeah, and then and then who to thunk it, Nicky? See, just boom, like especially because you know he's been getting hits lately. You know he's been having better better games. You know he pulled a couple balls over the last weekend. I was like, whoa, look at that. But it's still a lot of the hits. It felt like the kind of you know check swing, blew yeah. it into the shallow outfield type stuff, and and to see him really get a hold of one and drive it to center field like that that was uh it was it was thrilling and yeah. shocking probably the most Not a shocking cheap home run in season other than the homers off hater in that game i think it's the the next most shocking home run of the season yeah and that and that smile in the dugout that smile uh, from nick that was uh if a, if a pitcher could tell a thousand words you, you could see how much it meant to him and, and alex to your credit you said that and what you said actually has stuck with me that the back of players' baseball cards, the stats in the back, they get to over a season. You know, you told us not to worry about this funk that Nick Castellanos was in. He will get to those stats that you see on the back of his baseball card, on the on these websites, these baseball reference websites. And he's, his, his average is now pushing back up. He's had a hell of a road trip. He's got that home run. This is, uh, this is, this is big for the Phils. This is big for the Phils right now, getting him and JT back. I mean, especially if this is something that continues. What 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 you really want to see is this stuff continue through like August into September. That's the big like. Of course, everybody knows the the narrative of September is in I Philadelphia. Don't think, I can't. I can't. Everybody everybody that. loves it, but you know it, it's it's really going to be interesting to see where Alec Bohm, JT Realmuto, Nick Castellanos are once Bryce Harper returns. That's the big thing you really want to see because you know. We say this every single year, but what would it be like if this lineup all got going at the same time, right? Like you'll never really find out because somebody seems to, you know, find a drought every now and again. But I think it'll be really, really interesting to see, uh, you know, especially when Bryce gets back before the end of the month, it looks like, um, good. you know, that that'll be the real telling factor of, of where everybody stands. Yeah, the, the, the pins are out the thumb. You know, some mm-hmm. some reckon earliest two weeks. I still think that's going to be pushing a little bit. Don't forget, when he comes back, guys, he's got to get his iron. He's, it's going to take him a little while, hopefully a game, <laughs> to, to find himself back. But it's going to it's going to take a little while. But 
just have the boost, the boost of having him yeah. back in that lineup is going to be huge. And he's, he's going to be back in the dugout, I believe, as well. So it, that just to have him around again is, is a massive boost. Gene's coming back hopefully tomorrow. Noah Syndergaard going tomorrow. Oh, James, Noah Syndergaard. Well, uh, I, I know your thoughts on the, the trade I had yesterday, but for those who haven't heard the pod, what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on the trade deadline? Syndergaard, Robertson, who was a no doubt. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, amazing great. from Robertson today. And, and Brandon Marsh, what were, what were your thoughts on the, last night's pickups for the Phils? Yeah, well, starting with the point you were just making, I mean, in all honesty, that the single best trade deadline acquisitions they can make is honestly Nick Castellanos being Nick Castellanos and Bryce Harper coming back. That's I'm mentioning Gene, but like, you know, those two guys coming back, especially if Bryce can can get the timing back and stuff quickly, especially with how hot he was before. It's so frustrating, but um, you know, those guys, I mean, if Nick can be like, you know, not even 309, 34 Homer guy from last season, if he could just be, you know, 280, you know, 25 Homer type guy, like what a difference that would make. I mean, just some power, some big hits that would make such a difference, but um, I think in terms of what they did at the deadline, uh, you know, at first when I see Ohapi go for Marsh and I, I, you know, hand up, I didn't know enough about Brandon Marsh and look, it's still a risk, but you know, I was, I was surprised. I was like, what, wait a minute. Like we heard Ohapi was untouchable. Not that I believe what general uh, managers yeah, yeah. and presidents of baseball ops say going into <laughs> these things, but still, you know, like you felt like Ohapi was someone that, you know, if they did trade, it would be for one of the, the pitchers we were expecting or whatever. Um, but you know, you look at Marsh a little bit more, the former top 100 prospect, obviously um, under control for a while. He's only 24 years old, five more years or whatever it is to yeah. 2028. Um, and someone who's can step, I mean, you hope they can fix the bad. It seems like that's something that they feel confident about with Dombrowski's comments after. And, and if they do, then this could be like a, a really good trade for the Phillies. But, you know, in a, a worst case scenario, like right away, this guy makes you way better defensively exactly. in a spot where you desperately need it. Like, I think I was saying this, Jack, on the pod. I feel like we, at least me and Jack, and I think in general, Phillies fans, we talk about the defensive issues, but we kind of underrate how devastating it can be. And having a guy who can make up for at least some of that with like legitimately the worst corner outfield situation I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know, I mean, between the two, you know, I, Reese Hoskins playing left field is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, the yeah, combo yeah. of these two is the worst corner outfield combo I've ever seen. So if you have a guy who can make up for even five or 10% of that, that, that could, could have real value for the team. And, and there's upside with the guys. So, you know, I, I, and and like Jack said, I think a really good point is if you put the two Angels trades together, which how weird is it they make two separate trades yeah. with the Angels, but whatever. But if you take them <laughs> and, and make it, you know, Sanchez, Moniak, and Ohapi for Syndergaard and, and Marsh, everyone's like, oh, okay, sure. I was just about I'll to say that, that to you, James. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, and I think, you know, the Syndergaard part of it, I think he's fine. You know, he's better than Bailey Falter. I'll take it. I think it gives them depth. You know, another point I was saying to Jack is it's not just that they needed someone to fill the falter slot, but if someone else gets hurt again, then you're really at a disadvantage. Yeah, if yeah, you don't add yeah. center guard. Then you're down to three guys you can count on and then bullpen games and the fault them falters your four starter, essentially, potentially. So, um, you know, I think getting a starter was absolutely necessary. And I think center guard, it seemed like the way the day played out with what the Phillies were clearly willing to do and not give away those top three pitching prospects i think you know it seemed that the cinder guard move was probably the best they could make for what hmm. they wanted yeah. to give up and then the robertson thing like 
Look, I think David Robertson makes him better. You know, they filled their three holes. We talked so much, like, what's the biggest need? Starting pitcher, relief pitcher, center fielder. And they got all three. So, you know, it's you can't complain. Right, right. And Robertson's good. He's good. You know, ben, could Ben Brown, trading Ben Brown for a, you know, half a season of an old reliever come back to bite him? Absolutely it could. Like, yeah. certainly yeah. could, for sure. But, you know, it's one of those moves that, you know, they turned a 33-round pick into someone who could help them make the playoffs, help them in playoff games. Uh, you know, I'm okay with it. So yeah. I think overall, I think overall they did a really solid job. Exactly. I think solid is the key word. It was, and it was upgrades across the board. Yeah, and that, that Noah Syndergaard trade, that, that's how I saw it. It was not great for Bailey Falter. And he's about level probably with Zach Eflin. How often can he go? We're going to see every five. Some angel, talking to some Angels fans, they were saying he's been going every six games. So uh, not ideal, but, you know, what the Angels fans were saying, which I found quite interesting, was with the right coaching uh, with Brandon Marsh and Syndergaard, you're going to get a lot better out of them. Like they're saying the Angels fans, Angels UK, Nick at Angels UK was saying the coaching's terrible at the Angels. Kevin Long will do a far better job with Brandon Marsh and unleash some power, which they've seen glimpses of down in LA. The defense is key, as James was just saying. I've seen some of his plays on Twitter and some of his highlight reels. Oh boy, he will uh, he will get Citizens Bank Park on their feet uh, with some of those plays. Alex, your overall thoughts on the trade deadline? I'm happy, solid, just upgrades across the board. Job done. It was, it was job done. Here we go. This is our roster going to uh, October. Yeah, I mean, James covered a lot of it. I, I feel like for me personally, I was in the same exact boat as you, James, even being somebody that does, you know, I, I've followed Ohapi for a while now, but, you know, it did terrify me that, you know, <laughs> Logan Ohapi was going in because I, I had a theory that he was either, he was a cub or he was an angel and he was either going in an Ian Hat package or he was going for some package to the angels that I couldn't, because they're the only two teams that need catching prospects. Um, and so, you know, obviously the cubs didn't end up selling. So that's where he went. And I thought both he and Ben Brown were going to go because they were both rule five eligible next year. Oh, Hoppy's blocked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I do have a theory. Oh, I think so. We've all heard by now the, the story about how, you know, Dave Dabrowski last 15 minutes of the deadline heard back from the angels. They got Syndergaard, right? I think the reason they pulled the trigger on the Ben Brown, Dave Robertson trade is because they didn't think they were going to get a starting pitcher. I think that they were just like, okay, well then let's just fortify the bullpen as much as we can. Let's make this really, really strong. If that means giving up Ben Brown, it is what it is. But, you know, eventually both came to fruition. I make that Cinderguard trade 10 times out of 10 times. I mean, Mickey Moniak and Yadiel Sanchez is a small, small price to pay for, you know, what yeah, the I prices seem to be on, on the market. So um, I personally think they, they did a solid job. I'm not, you know, going to come out here and give it an A+. plus. It's like a B deadline to me, but especially if Brandon Marsh can find something offensively. I mean, he's already a huge upgrade, but if he can find something offensively, and especially if you can get Noah Syndergaard working with Caleb Cotham, who has done wonders for, you know, a lot of these guys this year. You look at Andrew Bellotti, Connor Brogdon has come in and just been the same guy that he was last year, which is huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at what he's done for Jose Alvarado, what he's done for all these guys, right? Like it's been big. And a lot of it is just, pitch execution and usage and uh, things like that. And, and, and kind of maximizing guys arsenals. And I feel like Noah Syndergaard is a guy with a big arsenal uh, who, if you can, if you can get the right pitches in the right sequence, you're probably going to do okay with them. 
Yeah, and the Nationals is a is a Nationals is a good start for Noah Syndergaard. Oh God, well, they, yeah, they it smashed is. the Mets yesterday. <laughs> so let's uh, let's see. The, the, the Nats. I, everyone's saying four game sweep easy, but the Nats are one of these teams now. It's a young team, obviously now, and they've got nothing to lose. Everyone's right. ever, and I hate playing teams where everyone's writing them off, and they've got something to prove for themselves. And they're often the teams in the past that we've we've slipped up in, as we saw uh, the last few September's. Um, in true Philly style, we blew the game last night. You know, <laughs> good good trade deadline. Everyone's hyped, and then a game happened. Um, but tonight, payback. Oh, by the way, can you tell Jack just to hold off on his tweets? Just that Nick Castellanos tweet came through just ten seconds before it happened. It keeps, oh, buddy, you know me. Happening. I'm way behind. I I stream it, and I'm behind too. I I just have to stay <laughs> off Twitter. I only tweet during the game. I don't really look at Twitter as much during the games. I just tweet when it uh, happens. James, I, I do love that about you, though. I, I do love I'm seeing like some of your tweets out. roll in care. like two minutes late. <laughs> I, I love I'll it. let you know when I'm watching. You guys oh, dude, I love that. It's, uh, yeah. it's the thing is, I'm not on Twitter, but I've, I've got him on notifications on. And then uh, well, that, there's, your, there's your other mistake. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, <laughs> notifications on, you know, all about all his high hopes nights. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He tweets, he tweets way too much, too. I mean, that's a lot of... <laughs> he, he puts in a good anyway. shift every game, doesn't yeah, he? You know, yeah, he does. Off. He doesn't mess around. Doing all he can. Yeah. Um, yeah. James, going forward, four against the Nats, the schedule is, is pretty much tough series, good series, tough series, good series. August is huge because of how our Septembers have been in the past. And I, I don't want to touch on September too much because it brings back bad memories. But do you have, do you sense a different feel with this Phil's team under Thompson? Do you think this is, this is it? This is the tide is turning. This is a different Phil's team to the last few years. We should, we should get the job done this time, right? Yeah. Well, so yes. I, so <laughs> both things can be true, right? Like they are, they are a different team. I think they're good. Like we just talked about, I think if, if Castellanos can start hitting, the additions they made, Harper coming back, Skirt coming back. Like, yeah, they're a really good baseball team. And, and the schedule is, you know, something they can handle. To your guys' point, you were just making about the Nationals. You know, we're, we're Phillies fans. We know that we can never take any team for granted yeah, in any yeah. situation. You know, the Cubs coming out of the break, for example, a, a most recent example. Um, but I think they're good. And I think they're going to continue to play good baseball. And I think they're going to be in it. It's just kind of a nerve wracking scenario because, you know, with what the Padres did yesterday, you kind of, you never know it's baseball, but you kind of like say, all right, the Padres are taking one of those spots. They're just going to like lock that down. So it does come down to what you guys mentioned. I think Alex mentioned before where it's like the Cardinals or the Brewers versus the Phillies for that spot. And, you know, that's a kind of a, a really scary spot to be in, in the sense the Cardinals schedule is really easy too. They got a lot of games. against. I, I, I know it's yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I, I believe the Phillies are a playoff caliber team. I think they will put in a playoff caliber run and I think they have a real good chance to get there. I'm just, and again, I, if I would bet on them making it, if I had to bet, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I also think there's a scenario where what you just asked, are they good under Rob Thompson? Are they different? Is this a different season is all yes. And they still kind of get screwed by, by kind of missing out to an 88 or an 89 win team or whatever. And then, then you look back and say the hole they had to dig out of with Girardi just ended up being just a little too much. I could see that too. So I, I'm confident. I love the team. I, I, I believe in them, but I'm also not ready to just say they are making the playoffs just because, you know, that would be something that I, I've made that mistake before and, and it's the Phillips. 
I have every time, and I've been hurt so, <laughs> so many times. Crushed, crushed. And I just feel that we just need to beat the Cardinals and the, the Brewers. The NL Central, I, I just feel, is weaker than the, the NL East. And we, I think we have a better team across the board in all, de- all three departments. Oh, I, so that's the thing. I think if they get to the playoffs, I'm with you. I think they win that first-round series. Like, I feel really good about that matchup. I'm just nervous about them missing out on the playoffs with, you know, the Cardinals winning 89 games, the Brewers winning oh, 90 I, games, the Phillies winning uh, 88 no, games. Or something. That's what I'm worried about. And again, I'm not, I think they'll make it, but like I, that is a realistic scenario that could happen, you know? And it's, it's, it's in our hands and we have, we, have, we don't have the cards. Alex, we don't have the cards or Brewers at all. We're done with them all. Aren't no, we? they're done. Yeah. I think done. they're done. Yeah. But, but they but do have the, the tie breaks. They have, yeah, they have this, the tie breaks on both. both what tie I think, breaks, which what I think is really interesting too is that, you know, the Brewers did not get any better at the trade deadline, did not get any better. I mean, better. you could argue they got worse. Yeah. I think so. I, I, think they, so. I mean, they traded they almost. I mean, I like Taylor Rogers, but he's not Josh Hader. You know, at exactly. least for now, they got prospects, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, especially given the Cardinals got a little bit better. Um, I could see the Cardinals, you know, taking the NL Central and then look where you are. You you really just have the Brewers kind of standing in your way there. And and I think the Phillies are are far better than the Brewers. Yeah. What is interesting is, you know, the Giants didn't sell really. I mean, Darren Ruff, um, who else did they trade? I I can't even remember at this point, but they they didn't really get much worse either. And they really might be a team to watch just because of how good that rotation is. As well as, you know, they still have Brandon Belt. They still have Brandon Crawford. They still have, you know, and I think Crawford's out right now. But, you know, they still have these guys that last year carried them to 107 wins. Like, I don't think you can necessarily count them out either. So it it is definitely a little bit of a, you know, it's a, it's a, a balance beam here. But I do think the Phillies got significantly better yesterday. And I think that, uh, you know, the way things currently stand, things should be okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to I find hope. who the, the, the Giants got rid of. I can't, I can't remember who it was, but I don't. I think just the Giants Darren last. Ruff, I think. I think the Giants last year was sort of a bit ahead of their time because their their window I still feel is is not quite now. I still think they're a couple of years away. And yeah. I think last year was one of those freak seasons, if you like, where it just all it just all clicked from under Kapler. But uh, I I don't know. Uh, I'm not writing them off, but I, I still feel. I don't know. I still feel, and they're in that horrible division with the, the Padres and the Dodgers, who uh, they're going to struggle to pick up any wins yeah, against them. That's a good point. And I think today, <laughs> I think today was a little bit reassuring with that that comeback win against the Braves. You know, under under mm-hmm. many a time in the Girardi, you know, when we go one 0 down at, in Atlanta, that's that's sort of game over. You know, we, we lose that series, but we're six and six in the Braves this season, and uh, we've got what one more series against them now? Was that it? Which Should is be at one home, more. I believe. Well, so yeah, it's 19. They play 19 games against them. So they're six and six. Oh, they're still two more. more series. There you go. Yeah, I thought we were nearly yeah, done with them. Four against the four. Nationals, James. Noah Syndergaard going tomorrow. It, it's, it sounds, we've we got a sweep. I don't, you know, we show we can do it against the Pirates. We've, but this is, it's crunch time. It, it's August. We've, we've got to, again, keep the ball rolling, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I honestly can't remember the last time the Phillies had a season where they had three, four game sweeps like that. 
you know, I feel like that doesn't happen too often. They almost had it already with the the Dodgers one. McCannable blew that last yeah, game. Yeah, they almost yeah. had the Nationals again too. They had that. Yeah, you're right. They, you're right. They had the three yeah, game. they had the, the four out of five. It was that was or that wait, yeah, it was a five yeah, game a five series. gamer. Um, regardless, I look, I I I will always go into series saying take three or four, take two or three. Like I can't, I will never say, oh, you have to sweep, but. Look, they are way, way better baseball team than this national team, like like significantly better. And they should have some juice from having, you know, Syndergaard on the hills of trade deadline acquisition. Robertson on the hill today, saving the game. Marsh with the team tomorrow in, in Washington and like getting those That's guys and getting the vibe, you know. So I, I I think there's a real chance they they sweep, you know, all four. I think that's certainly a real possibility, but I would – I would say give me three or four and I won't complain, you know? Yeah, it's, it, yes. Bottom line, series wins. It's, series it's, wins. It's how the, series how the Mets wins. are so far ahead. Just They just kept picking up the series wins early right. doors. It's what we got to do now. Alex, do you think the Braves, the Mets, I, I, I still, I think we're too far out. Do you think the Braves are catchable? Do you think we've got the Braves, could have the Braves number? Because they've got the Mets four, four times this weekend. Then they've got the three games through for the Mets next week. They could come I into think... our hands. I think the Phillies have 20 games against very bad teams in the month of August is what I think. And uh, look, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, the Braves are a bad team. The Mets are a bad team. They're not, they're good teams, but the Phillies do have a significantly, and we do this all the time. (laughs) They have a significantly easier schedule in the month of August. Right. So if there's going to be any time where they could gain some momentum, it's now. And, and, and that's honestly why I think if they have an opportunity for a four game sweep against, you know, Washington, it should be a four game sweep against Washington. Yeah. Ooh, like, I like it. Well, like you know, it. like Coming they need not. to, they have to, they have to set that pace, right? Because they have 20 games against teams just like the nationals, but obviously a little bit reds coming up a little bit better than the nationals because every team in baseball is a little bit better than the nationals, but you know, they have teams or have series against this same exact type of team for 20 games this, this month. So it should be that they set the tone in this first series in well, second series in August, yeah. they have to set that tone. I think personally, well, I, do you know what? I think they set the tone tonight. That was a huge win. Yeah. That's a huge win. Comeback win in a place where we never go well. Our overall record since they've moved there in 2017 is a dismal. Um, that was a big comeback win today. Then we got the Nationals. Then we got the Marlins at home. Better at home than in Florida, right? Right. Oh, right. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes, and the Marlins are, just seem to me to be. They're falling they apart. They're, they're, they're tepid yeah, yeah. right now. They yeah, are they, very they bad. Can't, they Although really the can't hit. We've got them out pretty early. Yeah. Got, Kyle like, Gibson. Just put Gibson up against him. He owns him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he really <laughs> does, too. Oh, Gibby. Oh, we're, we're, we're big Gibby fans here. If you ignore his... Gibby! Don't tell Jack Fritz. That's not his guy. He's not that, in on Gibby. Yeah, I don't get it, Matt. This is the one thing I disagree with Jack on. Gibby, right? Ignore, take away his ERA because he's had... I think two, three, he has like three bad, or four really like yeah, innings. Not even games. Yeah. He's had I always say that it's an inning. He's like going for right. like, he's like three great innings. And then he'll come out for the fourth and he can't get it out. And then it's like three innings, six runs. And it doesn't really tell the story. I'm with you on this. Exactly. It's a great call by you, Dave. For me, give me his, <laughs> thank you, James. You hear that, Jack? 
<laughs> but Gibby has done for me. I I think he's done more than enough for for the back end of the rotation. Yeah, I'm I, with I, you. I don't get, and especially we've been we've been we've had Matt Moore and Chase Anderson and just disasters mm. at the back and Vince Velasquez. Come oh. on, how can we get on Gibby's back? He's he's been more than enough. Yeah, everybody more. everybody just got so spoiled by 2011. And look, 2011 greatest pitching staff I've ever witnessed in my whole life. But like, you know it not every team is going to have a, a a number two as a number four you know uh and and, and right. kyle gibson is for me personally i i don't love him i don't want them to extend him or anything but he's doing exactly what you have paid him to do he is eating valuable innings he's keeping you in games um and to that same effect ranger suarez has taken a huge step forward so it takes even less pros, uh, pressure off of kyle gibson so uh i i i think for what he's for what he's supposed to do, he's doing his job perfectly well. Oh, James, on the pitching, how nice is it that we have a great bullpen? Like I, <laughs> I, I feel it's really quite unnerving that when the bullpen the starts, got the bullpen comes in, I feel like dare I say it, we're in safe hands. I feel quite calm, and it's I'm not used to this. What 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 a turnaround, James? This bullpen. I I, I look at last year's. And it actually wasn't that bad. It's actually many of the same players, but what a contrast. And am I right in saying that our bullpen is, is not any good? It's, it, it's very good. Like, am I jumping the gun? Like, am I, am I, have I got three tinted glasses on? Because people <laughs> on Twitter aren't sure that I, I say good things about the bullpen. They go, oh, mm-hmm. no, the bullpen still blows. It will all, it will all come crumbling down. Right hand, baby. You know, what a, yeah. <laughs> you know who, who saw this coming? James, this bullpen has just been unreal this season. Yeah, I, I, I it's hard to believe, I, honestly. And I'm with you. I think it's a, a very good bullpen. I, I, there's no one in the bullpen who, you know, I, I'm often filled with dread when when Philly's bullpen pitchers oh, not, not, not anymore. Hey, yeah, yeah. And I don't have that now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we forgot. To, I mean, DFAing Oduble and Philly, another part of the trade deadline. Addition by biggest, subtraction, biggest baby. Win of the day. Addition by um, subtraction. Huge. Uh, no, I, I'm with you, man. Like, I, I honestly, it's hard to believe. Like, it feels. You know, we came off what like the worst bullpen in the history of baseball or whatever it was in 2020, and then. We had the blew the the record for or tied the record for save or blown saves. And it's just, it's been such a um, omnipresent thing in our life as Phillies fans. You know, (laughs) it is something that just is, is a part of us that went up, you know, a Brandon Workman or a Heath Hemley. Oh, don't or, say the know, names. Don't yeah, say the names. Or, you know, whoever you, know, you want to go with comes into a game and it's just like, it's like, you know, Bleep, you know, I'm, uh, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys curse on here, so I just say I'll, I'll do what I do with Jag. Bleep, like that's what I think, and I, you know, I'm sure the players thought that, and everyone thought that, and and yeah, to have it feel where you know you feel confident when these guys come out. Oh, all right, we got this, and it's still look, it's always lurking for us, you know. It's that kind of that yeah. much of like built up sense memory doesn't just disappear. It's <laughs> it's a part of us, so it takes time to to shed uh. that. It is but, sense memory too. Yeah, oh. It really is. But but I do think that uh, I'm with you. I, I think it's the best boatman they've had in a really long time. And and Robertson, adding Robertson, getting rid of Familia was like obviously getting rid of Familia, but adding Robertson yeah. really the icing on the cake to really say like, yeah, this is a, a legitimately good bullpen. And it's 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 crazy. It's yeah, crazy. It, sense memory, even today, even today when he brought in Alvarado, you still oh, go, yeah. 
Okay. Eddie Robertson too, yes. and it's like a trade deadline. <laughs> I had that Not same just feeling. Robertson with the Phillies, but also then a trade deadline acquisition. Like it's just like this never goes right. Like this yeah. isn't gonna work. Right. Like something's yeah. gonna happen, and then he just mows them down. Like, it was like it was beautiful. It was beautiful. it was unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like Brogdon is is coming back, or he probably is now at the level, and maybe starting to go beyond where we hope Connor would be. Alvarado's come back a different pitcher. Uh, I, I'm starting to. I, I'm warming to Alvaro. I love his passion, like his. Oh yeah. His celebration, oh, yeah. his emotion. Dude, second to none. I, I love all that. I love all that because it's sort of a um a, a people it's authentic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you you get it, you know, and it, you can tell he wants it for the team and for himself, but for the fans, he gets it, and I, I love that. I like that's what I love about Hector Neris as well. He, it's that fan. It's that person element. It's that normal mm, element sure. he gets it he wants yeah. to win just like us you know he's like us <laughs> you know, that's how i would be on the mound after any any strikeout let alone a save you know or, or a oh, hold, you know I'd be, that's I'd how be you are in the, the stands i'd Dave. be running around the bases if i got the flag yeah. comes out and you just, uh, yeah, shut oh up. My. um <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's great it's 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 gonna be down to caleb coffin right alex like what a what a turnaround! Like it's got to be because this is legitimately like the same, pretty much the same pen as what you had last year. Nelson I, Hand, Bellotti. We thought at the start of the year when we we're podcasting, or oh, how long are they going to last for? Well, surely an implosion's due, and it hasn't happened. And if anything, they're getting stronger. Falter, if you take away his starter ERA and went back to his bullpen ERA, it, it's still good. He's still good for an inning. We've we've got a bullpen with depth. <laughs> depth. It's a good bullpen. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to Caleb Cotham and I think it comes down to Annie Colombi, um, who they brought in yeah. from the Rays this offseason. I think uh, what from what I was told, you know, Colombi was going to really help with identifying, um, you know, those kinds of guys that, you know, they, they take a minor adjustment and then, whoa, they're good. Uh, I think that had a lot to do with Andrew Bellotti's success. I think that had a lot to do with why they brought in guys like Brad Hand, I can't tell you where the formula went wrong with Jerry's Familia, but, uh, you know, bad things happen to, uh, I can't say that anyway, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, I just think that, I think that a lot of it has been identifying, um, you know, things that maybe need to be addressed with, you know, just minor fixes, right. Bringing in these guys, making a couple of repertoire changes and boom, here you are like Brad hand hasn't done much different this year, but I think they're putting him in the right situations. Um, you know, Jose Alvarado obviously is now a cutter first pitcher. That's a complete shift. Andrew Bellotti is throwing his slider more than anything. That's a complete shift, but those are small fixes, right? And I think that yeah. it's big ups to the front office for identifying those things and saying, okay, well then let's bring these guys in. Um, and now Andrew Bellotti is, is a Philly through God knows how long. I mean, he's got a full six years of control slapped on there. So, you know, he's, he's really good. And he's very affordable and that's exactly what the Phillies needed. The same can be said for, you know, obviously Jose Alvarado's in arbitration, but they, they got Brad hand for $6 million and look at the other left-handed relief options on the market. Jake Diekman's had a bad year. Um, uh, Andrew Chafin hasn't had the best year. The Mets really wish they signed a left-handed reliever at this point. They couldn't get one during the deadline. So it's just, it's big. It's been huge. The identification process and then the development thereafter has been, has been amazing. A huge flip turn. Just crazy. Yeah. And like I said, the management as well, because under Girardi, it was... Good Lord, don't even get me started. I, I'm going to quickly <laughs> touch on Girardi. 
but he would just bring in the same faces for the same spots. And, <sighs> and you know, that you'd have the seventh inning guy, eighth inning guy, ninth inning guy. But like you said, like he identifies where we are in the opponent's lineup and he'll put Dominguez in the eighth and then hand in the ninth because he can see where we are in the lineup and he can see the ma- He could see the matchups. He had a Thompson seemed to have a great feel for the game. Well, not great, but compared to what we've just had on the Girardi, to me, it's great. You know, it, Thompson's ticking all the right boxes for me. I don't know enough in depth to fully get it. But for me, when I see Thompson, the way he manages the bullpen compared to Girardi, it's, it's light and day, you know. And just no more David Hales versus Trevor stories. That's all I need. Oh, God. No, not, that, no please, more please, can we not mention these guys' names on the pod too uh, much? Lord. Oh. Um, <laughs> James, what we got? What we got you on then? So I think we've covered pretty much all Phil. So yourself, uh, you, you say you, you love the, let's, let's go to a bit of personal side. You say you love the, the British heritage. Oh, uh, I do. So what, are you into any, any UK sports? Uh, so I like, I, so I'm much more into like, I love, I love the theater. I love, oh, okay, yeah. uh, I love British culture. I'm an Anglophile. You might say not like, uh, you know, not like super obsessed or anything, but I love pubs and I love, uh, <laughs> You know, I love I love having a pint and I love uh, yeah, I love the culture. Um, I you know, I haven't been in a long time. I was in London when I was I want to say like nine years old or whatever. Oh, so I don't have like long, a long, long, long time Actually, no, I'm sorry. I was there when I was like 11 years old. So either way, a long time ago. So I haven't really gotten a um, and you, you couldn't really have a pint at that age. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> James, you need um, to come back. But I love, so- I like soccer too. Yeah, I need to come back. I desperately need to come back. Like without a doubt, really experience it. But I love, um, you know, a lot of uh, uh, your your exports when it comes to movies and you know. Oh, well, what are we talking here? Let's, let's have some names, James. Let's have some names. Oh, I mean, um, all right. Like uh, in terms of like a, a British movie that I yeah, love. Yeah, anything like any any names, movie, comedy. I love it. I'm I'm bad on the spot. Let me think. Uh, well, I love I love Four Weddings and a Funeral back in the day. Classic. That's a great movie. Classic. Have you ever seen Fa- and- Faulty Towers, James? Fa- oh, Faulty it? Towers. Um, of course. There you go. John Monty Cleese, Python. Right? Monty, yeah, I John love Cleese. Monty Python. There we go. There now go. we got me going. I I'm like a, do- a Doctor Who. I'm a Doctor oh, Who guy. My, right? yeah, my yeah. wife. My wife has seen like every episode of Doctor Who. Loves Doctor really? Who. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I you love Downton Abbey. Some... You're, you're, you're Downton Abbey fan. You the... uh, not down. I tried down. It's a little slow for me. I love the the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. That yeah, was yeah, that big, was good big, stuff. Top, yeah, yeah. top tier stuff. Uh, I love Maggie Smith. Just across the board, who doesn't love Maggie Smith? <laughs> shout out to it. Maggie Smith. Alan Alan Rickman, Rickman, shout out to Max. Yeah, shout out to Alan Rickman. I love Alan Rickman. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Rickman. Have you ever? Have you had? <laughs> have you had? Uh, have you had British chocolate, James? <laughs> I have a British chocolate. Isn't well, it? Like some flake bars. Is there that, you go. Okay, Hershey's or Cadbury's. I, so it's been a long time. I'll, oh. I'll, I'll, I'm on, you know what? I'm on your, your podcast. So let's go with you. Cadbury's. Let's go. Cadbury's. Oh, Cadbury's. Oh, I thought you said like a British chocolate. I gotcha. Well, uh, is it British? British. It, is. It, is. it is. It is. I didn't really, oh, well, there you it's go. Huge. Like, it's huge. It's huge. Well, just like, yeah. you know, it's Nestle's a little it's bit bigger. Uh, so it's like the, it's like the, the British Hershey's. Essentially. Pretty much. 
that's what i assumed you were talking about i didn't realize it was cadbury's there you go yeah the it's british walkers hershey's versus lays here there. that's it's, yeah it's yeah, nothing yeah. like the same hershey's as you no. get it stays like at all oh but, and of course by the way your music too like oh I mean, here we go here we go james like, come on I mean, let's have some bands the beatles the stones Zeppelin, all, right. all all the all the greats of of music that i love are, are your guys big so, question james beatles so i Okay, so I I'm a Beatles guy, but I love the Stones. Like the Stones are a top three band for me too. Like if I if I had to pick, I pick the Beatles. But like I love both. I am not a like. Oh, I would accept oh, I love that. We'll accept that because you can. The, the Stones freaking rock, dude. Exile mm-hmm. on Main Street is one of the five greatest albums Ooh. of all time by anybody. Like I love the Stones. I'm super in. So. Yeah, so many bangers. So many it's bangers. funny. Blur and all those. Yeah, oh, there you go. That. Yeah, Oasis. that's all my childhood. Blur all my guy. childhood Loved Oasis. Big Oasis guy. Big Oasis guy. Loved Oasis. My, uh, like- my brother just got married last week, and um, my whole family from the UK came over this way, um, and then they were coming back to New Jersey from where the wedding was. So my family was hyping it up, you know, all over Facebook, calling it the British invasion, calling it, you know, all those things. So we've had a lot of Beatles and stones going around in my, when I visited in my parents' house, they Strong. are, they are just playing constant because it. it's British invasion themed, you know, they're getting in the spirit. It is. Love it. Who Good love stuff. Flash. Oh, all of it. All, all, all uh, my guys. We need to come over. We need to have a pint. Yeah, I, I'm in. This is a great idea. Alex, you too. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come I'm coming on. next year. That's yeah. yeah well, yeah, I'm I mean, definitely in on a pint. That sounds and like it, my it, kind and of James, you can are, hide in my suitcase. The Phil's yes. are rumored to come Love over it. in a couple of years. So let's. Ooh. Uh, That'd be sweet. Oh, breaking, breaking news, breaking news on the pod here. I like it. Really <laughs> invasion. We'll get Jack on as well. Yeah. We'll get Chase Utley on. That's what we'll do. Well, sure. now that he's a resident. There could be. There could be. Let's. You're a kid. That's a lie. There's no way. There's there's starting conversations. Wow. I like this. I like this. uh, (laughs) I'm dreading it because I'm I'm just going to (laughs) be Chase. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I can call you Chase. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Guys, I think think that is a wrap. We have, uh, we've We've talked deadline. We've talked the excellent split with the Braves. Yes, the Phillies split the Braves. Like I was saying, up to and I was I was marathon training for the first six innings, so I had Fransky on, and it was not inspiring to run to. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, marathon training. Yeah, wow. you, know this, you know this, James, from following my Twitter, right? Yes. Yeah, well, no, I didn't <laughs> no. realize you're. So you got to realize I don't follow anyone. No, I know, I know. I'm joking. Let me get. Let me give you a little, a little insight into my Twitter. If I see it the couple times I scroll during the day, I see it. If I don't, I don't like. I miss everything. That's, that's an yeah. all timer. I don't follow anyone's Twitter. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I am. I, I. I even put the Kindle app on my phone so I could be on Twitter less. I read. Oh, absolutely. Twitter. So I'm never on Twitter, Dave. So. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Yeah. So eight weeks time. I've got London marathon. So I've, I've never, you, That's I've awesome. never run before. Before this year, when I started training, so I've wow. never marathon. Never done any events. Wow. So I've literally move. gone from no no miles. I hate running. You know. Uh, to I'm up to about 
17 miles at the moment. So. Holy wow. Yeah, dude. it's brutal. I did my first half marathon. Uh, back Sounds in horrible. May. It really does. <laughs> it's not fun. And I'm once the marathon is done, I'm done with running. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it again. Um, I appreciate but I'm, I'm, you want to do it. You I'm doing do it for, for the Make Wish Foundation. Oh, I'm that's even it better. That's full really Philly cool. uniform, like I did wow. the half marathon. So I've got the jersey, the Philly. Uh, that's really pants. cool, man. Good for um, you. Going all out. So, uh, yeah, 26 miles around London, decked out in Philly's gear. That's so cool, man. I'm, I'm yeah, supposed to be on buzzing for it. Like, a lot of people who I know are running it as well are really nervous, but I just want to I just want to do it. It's been a lifelong ambition. I always wanted to London That's Marathon. really cool. It's, it's That's so this cool, thing. man. Uh, you, so, man. yeah, raising good money. I'm, I'm not enjoying the training. I'm not going to lie. I don't enjoy <laughs> I'm not enjoying running. It'll it's, feel all good to look back on when you're done. That's oh, my, absolutely. You know, and then, yeah. and then I see Jack's times when he does his. I'm like, damn, he's quick. He's like, damn, yeah. he's quicker than me. Um, eh, don't, don't tell. It's him not, that. not how you start. No, no, it's no, how you finish. Jack, Jack, Jack doesn't Jack, need any more. Jack's you know, times are awful. Awesome. I look yeah, at him and go, yeah. come on, Jack, put your finger yeah, on it. You should be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should be embarrassed. Yeah. Why even bother? Um, yeah. But uh, no, James, it's, it's been great to have you on, buddy. Absolutely. I'm so glad we finally made this happen. Love to Jack when you when you talk to him tomorrow. Tell him we say hi. Tell him to uh, get his ass back on the pod because <laughs> uh, I've tried him a couple of times and he just seems to be busy now. You know, I know. <laughs> he's a busy nice. man. Jack Jack's big. Jack's big. Here and yeah, big time now. He's big know? time. Yeah, 31k <laughs> followers on Twitter yeah. now. Oh yeah. Uh, hosting. He's Jack Fritz. Shows. You know, big time Jack Fritz. So, big time, you know. big time Jack Fritz. But me and Alex are here waiting for him and for yourself. Mate, if you can yeah. come back uh, on during I'm the season, that'd be great. Happy, happy to come back on, bro. This has been uh, it's been awesome. We're waiting, and we're looking forward to, to hopping on with you guys. So. I, I have been. I've been checking my my messages going. It's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I love it. laughs> no, it's all it's all good. I understand, buddy. And um, guys, if you like what you've heard as ever, uh, I've got to say actually, guys, to you guys listening, the numbers have been phenomenal this this year with the podcast. So massive thanks because uh, you know I'm just. We're just, I'm just a British guy. Alex is just him. We're just talking Phil's and, and you guys really seem to love it. And the feedback's been amazing. So thank you. The numbers continue to grow. The feedback is, is amazing. Yeah. So guys, thank you. Please tell your friends, subscribe, keep subscribing. Give us a nice little rating. It's honestly, it blows me away. It's really appreciated. Um, quickly, socials. Alex, where can we find you on the socials? You can find me on Twitter at AlexCarMLB. And Twitch. What's going on and with Twitch. Twitch, Alex? What's going on with I, Twitch? I'm still on a hiatus at the current moment. I am trying to get my life together, uh, getting ready for a move to, to Brooklyn, New York. I'm very excited, Ooh, but nice. it's requiring a lot of brain power and, you know, <laughs> searching and doing lots of millions of things at once. So especially when the Phillies are going good, can be hard to, uh, you know, to, to balance all my, you know, balls I, in the air. My, but I hear you. I hear it, the, the it happens. Life balance is, is very, very tough. <laughs> But uh, you can find me at Take a Ball if you're interested. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully very soon, I'll be able to get back back on the saddle with that. And James, your your personal Twitter, there isn't much point, is there? But it's- no, no. <laughs> I mean, at James Seltzer if you want to follow. But, you know. But, but, you but know, the High House podcast, guys. The High yeah, House check podcast. out the podcast. That's what I'll and, say. And, and, and the WIP podcast as well, daily. You know, they're yeah. all great. I, 
I listen Thanks, to oh, you listen to those? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, get, I need wow. my I need my fix. If I, I'm blown if I'm, away, anyone, yeah, on my commute uh, to work. Anyone, if there's no high hopes, wow. Then. Anyone who listen to me talk to myself is uh, you're you're like a true <laughs> hero. I weirdly really enjoy it. So. It's uh, yeah. It's like it, it's it it passes half an hour, James. Uh, no, I'm it. joking. Thank no. you. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it passes half an hour quite slowly, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, guys, that's it. This time next week, Alex, we've got four against the Nationals and three against the Marlins. Your prediction for this time next Wednesday out of six, seven games. I'm going to go with a pessimistic five and two. Oh I think, I yeah. think that's oh, sick. Look, I think that if all goes right, the Marlins are playing terrible baseball right now. The Nationals, there's no real they, they relegate them relegate them it's just <laughs> relegate them they are they are you know what leicester city in 2014 was to the <laughs> to, to, to the major league baseball so uh you know i think i think it should be they should win both series at the very least that's just where i'll say i'll take that bottom line i'll take it james what about you seven games yeah i'll take winning both series but i'm not going to come on this podcast with you with the excitement and say five and two they're winning them today set it off they are they're going on a streak we're going streaking we're going streaking baby yeah seven out of seven seven out of seven done that would make for why not that would be 13 of their last 14 right it would it would that would be august will start on fire that'd be pretty interesting and then we've got then we've got the mets and then we've got two against the reds coming up who have been depleted like the nationals oh baby it's coming. Okay, guys. James, again, thank you for your time. Totally appreciate it. Alex, as ever, man, thank you. Uh, so of for me, ring the bell. See if James is a regular listener. From me, ring the bell. From you, Alex. Ring the bell, Dave. And from you, James. Ring the bell? Yeah! yeah! <laughs> <laughs>